burdens and yokes are destroyed. Your people built up, equipped, edified, Jesus glorified. Your word comes with clarity tonight and by the end of this service we'll all be the better for it. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, all the various platforms. And we're glad to have all of you on, in our campus is connected tonight. You get ready. The word is going to build you up and you will never be the same again. And everybody says, amen. amen. Can we celebrate what we have in Christ tonight with a shout? Amen. Glory. Amen. Glory. Amen. amen. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self tonight. Let's get in the world. Uh -uh. Are you ready? Are you ready for tonight? Okay. Kaladabaha. The book of Luke chapter 24 verse 25. Luke 24, 25. We're looking at the last part of our teaching of season 2 of In Christ Realities. And I will need your patience and your commitment to this last part of it tonight. As we go through this very important teaching. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Next verse. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. Next verse. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Listen carefully to, to this. We said yesterday that Jesus took the whole Bible of that time, which is the scriptures, and he began to interpret the Bible, Genesis to Malachi. He expounded the word diharmonia, which means to give meaning. He gave meaning to all the scriptures. Now, if you observe carefully, the way Jesus handled the Bible, there's something fundamental in the way he handled the Bible. Um... The scriptures, like I said yesterday, cannot have two meanings. The scriptures only have one meaning. And Jesus didn't say, um, it means this. He didn't say, this is how I see it. Or he didn't say, well, from my own opinion, this is what it is. No. Alright? Uh, when you wake up in the morning and you say, the Holy Ghost said to me something, it cannot be Bible teaching. There is no Holy Ghost said something to me in Bible teaching. There is no how I see it. Or this is the way I think it is supposed to be. Or, um, you know, uh, I don't agree. No, there's none of those. those. That's not Bible teaching. Jesus interpreted the scriptures the way it ought to be interpreted. He gave the scriptures its own meaning. That's what we said yesterday. The scriptures, like we said, can never mean today what it never meant when it was first written. That is, no matter how you feel about the scriptures, no matter how you feel about it, no matter what your opinion is, the scriptures can only mean what it first meant when it was first written. So you cannot have two meanings to the scriptures. 
Jesus interpreted the scriptures beginning at Moses and all the prophets. And the conclusion of that interpretation was that he diharmonia or interpreted the things concerning himself. Which means the scriptures have only one message. It is the message of Christ. It is his book. So the scriptures have one message, only one message. And that message is the message of Christ. That's why we call it Christocentric or Christ-centered. Now I have had some preachers say, well, everybody cannot be preaching the same thing. Some people are giving entrepreneurship. Some people are giving um, uh, deliverance. Some people are giving ministry to political leaders. You know, they are experts in teaching political things. Some other people are called to preach end time. Everybody can be preaching Christ. And then you ask them, where are you getting that from? They tell you, well, the Bible says we know in part and we speak in part. You know, and uh, that everybody just is learning in part. That knowledge is progressive. Let me quickly look at that tonight. The book of 1 Corinthians 13, 8 and 9. Quickly. Now, just before I get into that, just before I came to the service this evening, Pastor Praise. Just as I was getting ready to come, I picked my phone. I remembered something. I started laughing. I said, I'm not going to laugh at this one alone. So I called Chris and I, and I think he was also going to his own service. I said, Pastor Chris, do you realize I was talking to a preacher in this country, and I want to share the joke with you. I was talking to a preacher, a well-respected preacher in this country. First of all, we met, and then we sat down to chat a bit. And then he said to me, you people are destroying everything. So I said to him, like what? He said, for example, you guys are going around saying that we do not tell people to give their lives to Christ. I said, is that the everything we are destroying? I said, but when you heard that, what did we say is the right thing? He said, I don't know. I said, good. We don't ask sinners to give their lives to Christ because a sinner is dead in sins. A dead man has no life to give. That's why Jesus said, I am come that you may have life. He that has the son has life. If you have life already, then you don't need Christ. So a sinner does not give his life to Christ. Rather, a sinner invites Christ into his heart. <laughs> he laughed. He laughed and he said to me, that is why I don't like doctrine. <laughs> You're not hearing me. <laughs> that is why I don't like doctrine. I don't like doctrine at all. Just leave me. I don't like doctrine. But I like to teach the Bible. <laughs> I don't like doctrine. Pastor Brace, I don't like doctrine. Leave me, but I like to teach the Bible. <laughs> Pastor Grace said to me, did you go to school? Oh my goodness, I, I could keep that to myself. I just, I don't feel like sharing that with somebody. Let's laugh together this evening. I don't like doctrine, but I like to teach the Bible. <laughs> what is doctrine? <laughs> oh, I've been laughing for over an hour now. <laughs> it's just funny, isn't it funny? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is for. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like teaching doctrine. I like.
laughing for one hour now. <laughs> I don't like the So if you don't like teaching doctrine, then stay away from the Bible. Bible teaching is doctrine. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is only profitable when you teach doctrine. If you are not teaching doctrine, you are not teaching the Bible. It's like saying, I, 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 I don't like lecturing. But I want to be a teacher. You didn't hear what I just said. I don't like teaching. But I like to be a teacher. It makes no sense. Now. I hope he's not watching me laugh like this. Pray for me. Let this laughter leave me alone. <laughs> I want to teach. <laughs> Alright, so you hear them say, well, everybody can be teaching the message of Christ. Christ himself, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures. What? The things concerning himself. That's the message. John 5.39, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. John 1.45, Philip findeth Nathaniel and said to Nathaniel, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus Christ, the son of Joseph. Luke 24, 44. These are the words which I spoke unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written where? In the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. How then can you say that each preacher has his own message? Then you will hear them say, but the Bible says we know in part. So, Dr. Damina has a part. Dr. 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 Job has his part. Dr. Isaiah has his part. Pastor Nehemiah has his part. Brother Jeremiah has his own part. No. So when you gather all of us together, you bring a whole. No, you're not reading the Bible. Look at it. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8 and 9. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Verse 9. For we know in part, and we what? Prophesy. So this knowledge will have to do as it relates to the gifts of the Spirit. This knowing in part is not Bible teaching. 
That's why it is we know in part and we that is we prophesy in part. And you will know what the part is talking about there now. It's not talking about Bible teaching. Bible teaching is holistic. It's been given to us. It's the message of Christ. It's not in part. It's been given to us the message. We preach Christ and him crucified. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. So Bible teaching is not knowing in part. Bible teaching is the entire book revealing Christ. What did I say? The entire book revealing. So who unlocks the Bible? Who unlocks the Bible? Jesus. Alright. So now look at this. So we know in part and we prophesy in part. He mentions prophecy in part and knowledge in part. So obviously there is a discussion of knowledge without love. Because if you go back to the pretext in verse 2. Verse 2, quickly, quickly, quickly. I just want to give you this as, you know, to help you. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. The word nothing there is the Greek word oidios, O-U-D-E-I-S, which means nobody. I am a nobody. O-U-D-E-I-S. So obviously, in the pretext of this scripture, there is a discussion of knowledge without love. Prophecy without love. In other words, if I have knowledge without love, if I have prophecy without love, I am nobody. I am nobody. In fact, in verse 3 he says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Observe the phrase, the poor is italicized. That is, it was added by translators. When this is read without the inclusion of the phrase, the poor, we have, though I bestow all my goods to feed, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profited me nothing. It therefore suffices that he was not referring to giving to the poor. Rather, he was talking about selfish living. Selfish living. That's what brother Paul was dealing with with the church in Corinth. Selfish living. Pay attention. In 1 Corinthians 13.3 Give my body to be born. Body there is in this context refers to the entirety of his being. And by implication, I give myself to be born myself. Now the phrase to be born was translated from the Greek word kaikomai, K-A-U-C-H-A-O-M-A-I, which means to boast or to glory proudly. To boast, to be born, to boast or to glory proudly. Okay, and um for time, I won't go into all the exegesis, giving you all the scriptures, but there's a point I really want to get at here now. He now says, it profited me nothing. The word profited was translated from the Greek word, ophileo, ophileo, O-P-H-E-L-E-O. It profited, or it does not help or benefit. 
So Paul is saying, I bestow all my goods to feed. And I give myself to boasting. I boast about material possession. And have not love. I am of no benefit. I am of no profit to others. That's what brother Paul is dealing with here. He's dealing with selfishness. I bestow all my goods to feed. And I give myself to boasting. About material possessions. And have not love. I am of no benefit. Or of no profit to others. Mm-mm. So in First Corinthians chapter 13. Having seen knowledge without love. What about prophecy? He taught prophecy as tongues and interpretation of tongues. And that's the gift of the spirit. Are you still here? First Corinthians 14 verse 1 and 2. 14 verse 1 and 2. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Verse 3. But he that prophesieth speaketh not to men, to edification and exhortation and comfort. I mean, sorry. He that prophesieth speaketh to men. Give me that verse 3. Speaketh to men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Alright, verse 4. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. I would that you all speak with tongues, but rather that you prophesy. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. So tongues will be of of no benefit except it is interpreted. Just like me having everything and glorying in the things I have and feed and I have not benefited anybody is useless. Same thing with tongues that are not interpreted. They are of no benefit or profit. Are you still in the building? Now, if you look at verse 20 of that First Corinthians 14. Verse 20. Brethren, be not children in understanding. Howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. Be not children, there is the word infants. In understanding of the gifts in the spirit. The gifts were in the spirit. Be what? Be men. The word children was translated from the Greek word paidon. Paidon. P-A-I-D-O-N. It refers to a little child. An infant and by extension one that is immature. That is immature in understanding the gifts of the spirit. Immature in understanding the gifts of the spirit. The immature stays with edifying himself alone. The immature stays with edifying himself alone. But the mature goes further. To bring edification to others by prophecy. The immature is saying, But the mature goes beyond that to interpret what he spoke so that everybody can be edified. There are two things I told you yesterday, two attitudes you must have if you are going to pull out the things in the spirit and the things of the spirit. What are those, number one? Desire, number two. 
covet. So it's maturity to begin to desire and to begin to covet to prophesy. Other than just speaking in tongues. It's maturity. Because that way you are not selfish. That way you benefit other people. Are you still in the building? Are you still in the building? Now 1 Corinthians 12 31. 12.31 But covet earnestly the best gifts. Covet earnestly the best gifts. And yet show I unto you a more excellent way. The word way was translated from the Greek word hodos. H-O-D-O-S. It was used for a route, journey, or a path. That is how you are. He says that you you come to a place of operating a more excellent route of going about the gifts. You will arrive at how to use the gifts in a more excellent way to edify others. Other than just speaking in tongues by yourself and having a nice time, now instead of that, you now have a way of going around it to interpret what you spoke so that others can be edified. So what was he talking about when he talked about knowing in part and all of that in part? So the discussion therefore in 1 Corinthians 13, which has to do with in part, is dealing with the use of the gifts of the spirit in current. Where he corrected them from being childish about using the gifts. When you are childish, you are operating in part. When you are using it for just edifying yourself, you are operating in part. But the moment you now begin to edify others, you have given up being in part. You have come to the place of maturity in full where you are a blessing to people. Is it clear? So, when he was talking about, uh, we know in part, he wasn't talking about Bible teaching. He was talking about the operation of the gifts of the spirit where love and selfishness is concerned. And the more excellent way is the way of love. The more excellent way in the operation of the gifts of the spirit is the way of love. Is that clear? So, he wasn't talking about Bible teaching. Bible teaching must be holistic. It must be exhaustive because the Bible is opened and unlocked in the light of Christ. Jesus is the message of the scriptures. Are we in the building? Matthew 16, 13 now. Let's get into the last part of this series. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, Whom do men say that I the son of man am? Verse 14. And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Jesus asked a question. Jesus asked them a question. Who do men say that I am? They said, Jeremiah, John the Baptist, one of the prophets. Was any of them right in their answers? No. But they had an interpretation of who he was. They had their own opinion. They had their own interpretation of who he was. Even though their interpretation was wrong. They had their own interpretation. So the fact that 
this is how you see it doesn't make it right. The fact that this is the way you think about it doesn't make it right. You have no right to see it that way. You only have a right to believe what you are told by the scriptures. You only have a right to believe what you are told by the scriptures. Verse 16. Look at verse 16 of Matthew chapter 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He asked his own disciples. They all went quiet. Only Peter. Thou art the Christ. Is that what everybody said? What did everybody say? John the Baptist? Jeremiah? Elias? Or one of the prophets? Popular opinion is not always right. All of them said many things which were wrong. Only Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Are you still in the building? Okay. So they would have started a Jesus Jeremiah John the Baptist ministry international. Jesus Jeremiah Isaiah Ministries International. But that's not who he is. That's not who he is. Look at verse 17 of Matthew 16. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven, underline the word revealed. Underline the word revealed, or take note of it. The word apocalypsis, revealed. Apocalypsis, it means to uncover something or to take away a shield or to remove a lead. To uncover something, to take away a shield or to remove a lead. In other words, Peter said that by revelation. Peter spoke by revelation. Let's look at the word revealed. The word revealed or apocalypsis. In Matthew chapter 10 verse 26. Matthew chapter 10 verse 26. Fear them not therefore. For there is nothing covered that, that shall not be revealed. And hid that shall not be known. So if it is revealed it means it is uncovered. To be revealed means it is uncovered. Matthew eleven twenty five, Matthew eleven twenty five. At that time, Jesus answered and said, "I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes; have uncovered them unto babes." Verse twenty seven of the same eleven of Matthew. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. And he to whom the Son will reveal him. In other words, he to whom the Son will uncover him. The Father uncovers the Son. The Son uncovers the Father. 
revealed. Romans 1.17 Brother Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the power of God unto salvation. For therein is the righteousness of God uncovered from faith to faith. Revealed, uncovered from faith to faith. Where is he revealed? In the Old Testament. The gospel of Christ is revealed from the Old Testament. It's in the gospel that you will find righteousness revealed. 1 Corinthians 2.10 A lot of scriptures good for your health. But God hath uncovered them unto us by his spirit. He hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Again, remember, to reveal means to take away a shield. To uncover. Why did he say that? Because verse 9 of that first Corinthians chapter 2 says, verse 9, I had not seen, it is written, written where? In the Old Testament. I had not seen, nor ear heard, that have entered into the heart of man, the things. That word, the things, should be underlined. He shall take the things that are mine, and shall show to you. The things which God had prepared for them that love him. So he says, I didn't see. Yes, didn't hear. But God has revealed them to us. Give me that verse, that verse 13. Verse, verse, I mean verse 11. Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Alright, verse 10. But God, verse 10, 1 Corinthians 2.10. But God hath revealed them, uncovered them, what eyes never saw and ears never heard, God has uncovered them to us by his spirit. First Corinthians 3.13 Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be uncovered by fire, revealed. At the judgment seat of Christ, Every man's work shall be uncovered by fire. First Corinthians 14.30 If anything be revealed to another that seated by, let the first hold his, feet, his peace. If anything be uncovered. Talking about the gifts of the spirit. Not applicable in what we are doing right now. Galatians 1.16 to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the hidden, immediately I confide not with flesh and blood. To reveal his son in me. Jesus is revealed. Jesus is revealed. That is, it takes revelation to see Jesus. It takes revelation to see Jesus. Galatians 3.23 But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. It's not logic. Jesus is not logic. 
Jesus is revelation. Jesus is not head knowledge. Jesus is revelation. You cannot analyze Jesus in the lab. Jesus is revelation. Philippians 3.15 Philippians 3.15 Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Talking about the knowledge of the Son of God. In 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 and 8, it talks about the revelation of the Antichrist. Not applicable here. 1 Peter 1, 5. 1 Peter 1, 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Uncovered in the last time. Verse 12 of the same chapter. First Peter 1 Peter 1.12 Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you which the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven which things the angels desire to look into. Now do you notice their earlier responses? You are Jeremiah. You are one of the prophets. You are John the Baptist. Because they were trying to figure out who he was. They were trying to figure out who Jesus was. But you can't figure him out. He has to be revealed. You can't figure him out. He has to be revealed. And it's the same way with you and I. The father reveals the son. The son reveals the father. You and I cannot know who we are by observation. You and I cannot know who we are by observation. You can only know yourself by revelation of who you are in Christ. You can only know yourself by the revelation of who you are in Christ. That's why some believers came up with this. <clears throat> I am choleric. I am sanguine. I am introvert. Melancholy. Is that something like that? Mm. You are none of the above. I am what the word says I am. Say it with me very loud. I am what the word says I am. What does the word say? I am a new creation. Who are you? Who are you? Shout it very loud. Who are you? Some say he's a Christian, but he couldn't stop drinking alcohol. He couldn't stop smoking. I am what the word says I am. You say that long enough, the appetite dies. You say that long enough, consciously, the appetite dies the more your true identity registers. God is only pleased when you walk in the spirit. And when you walk in the spirit, that's who you are. 
Say very loud with me. I do all things to the glory of God. Say it one more time. Say again, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. So every time you're tempted, what do you say? I do all things to the glory of God. When you start talking like that, many things you won't do them. Salvation is not character modification. You are a new creation in Christ. Your habits catch up with who you are. You don't catch up with your habits. Rather, it is your habits that will catch up with who you are. So, it is who you are first before habits. It is who you are first before habits. If you think enough on who you are, it will soon reflect on what you do. If you think enough on who you are, it will soon reflect on what you do. First Peter 1.5 again. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed. Talking about the rapture. Verse 12. Unto whom it was revealed the gospel. So you can know things by observation and you will always be wrong. You can know things by observation and you will always be wrong. But if you know things by revelation, you are walking in the light. If you know things by revelation, you are walking in the light. You are walking in your reality in Christ. Now look at verse 18 of Matthew chapter 16 where we are, you know, where we are walking on. Matthew 16, 18. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Listen carefully. Peter is talking about Jesus. Jesus is talking about Peter. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. I also say unto you, you are Peter. Peter talking about Christ. Christ talking about Peter. That's the gospel. Uh, Peter talking about Christ. Revelation. As Peter is revealing Christ, in the revelation of Christ, Peter is being revealed. Yeah. So as Peter gets a revelation of Jesus, Jesus reveals Peter to Peter. So question. Uh, I want to ask you a question. Have you been in this class? Okay, listen carefully. Matthew 16, 16 will be called what? Let me read it. What will we call it in the light of our teaching? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. What will that be? Revelation. Wonderful. I feel like saying clap for yourself, but I have clap for you already. Then look at verse 17 to 19. 
And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Next verse. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Next verse. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. These three verses will be called what? Eh? No? 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 I started teaching that yesterday. Verse 16 will be called what? Revelation knowledge. I mean revelation. Revelation. Verse 17, 18, 19 will be called what? Knowledge. In the revelation of Christ is the epignosis of the believer. Verse 16, revelation. Verse 17, 18, 19, knowledge. Who you are. So, 16 to 19 is revelation knowledge. 16, revelation. 17, 18, 19, knowledge. 16 to 19, revelation knowledge. So, it cannot be revelation knowledge if it is Christ alone. It is only revelation knowledge when it is Christ and the believer. It is only revelation knowledge when it is Christ and the believer. So knowledge is who you are. As you see him, you see him as he sees you. As you see him, you see him as he sees you in him. Write it down. As you see him, you see him as he sees you in him. One more time. As you see him, you see him as he sees you in him. Jesus calls Peter exactly what Peter called him. Exactly. That was the Christ son of Leo. You're also Peter upon this rock. I build my church. He called Jesus what Jesus called him. Because in the revelation of Jesus comes the knowledge of the Son of God. Write that down. It will help you. In the revelation of Jesus comes the knowledge of the Son of God. In the revelation of Jesus comes the knowledge of the Son of God. In the revelation of Jesus comes the knowledge of the Son of God. Few verses after. Jesus said, I will be killed. Peter said, stop that. You call me a rock. You say it is upon me they will build a church. Don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. Stop that. Hmm. Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou savourest not the things that be of God. The kind of thing Peter said after shows that he has revelation, but not revelation knowledge. That statement that Peter said after he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, it shows that Peter has revelation, but not revelation knowledge. Let me go back to it again. What is revelation? 
Huh? What will be revelation to see? To see Christ. What will be knowledge? To see you where? In Christ. So what will be revelation knowledge? To see Christ and the believer where? In him. Good. So Peter saw Christ but didn't see himself. So because he didn't see himself, he was still remembering the knife. He was still remembering his ability to do physical action. He has not seen who he was. He didn't know who he was. He was suffering from identity crisis. Teaching good? First Peter. Let's see the Peter now. Peter, after a while, after a while, First Peter 2, 5. I believe after Peter has read Paul, he now writes, Ye also, as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Look at verse 4. Verse 4. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Next verse. Ye also He's a living stone. You also are a living stone. Peter called Jesus the Christ. Jesus called Peter, Peter the rock. From there, Peter came with a revelation that it will not be complete until we see him as a living stone. Ye also. Are we teaching? We see him. And we see ourselves as he sees us where? In him. Teaching good tonight. Now, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, I also say unto you, I also say unto you, Jesus, living stone, ye also as living stones. So as we see him, we see us in him. As we see him, we see us in him. That is revelation knowledge. And that is the work of the spirit of truth. He shall take that which is mine and he will show it to you. That where I am, there you may be also. Teaching good tonight. So when Paul's revelation of identification says, in Christ... It's not Paul's creation. In Christ is the work of the spirit. In Christ is to reveal Jesus and you in him. Revelation knowledge. Precise, accurate, comprehensive knowledge. Please pay attention because I'm going to get into some technicalities in a few minutes. 1 Corinthians 2.9 But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him, but, but God hath revealed them. The revelation is done by who? Huh? Huh? By the Spirit. 
by the Spirit. So, in your hand, where is the revelation knowledge? Huh? Which part of what you are holding, are you holding your Bibles? Which part of your Bibles is revelation knowledge? The epistles. What is revelation knowledge? Huh? Christ and the believer in him. So in your Bible, which side is revelation knowledge? Because the epistles reveal Christ and the believer in him. Are we in the house? God, look. <laughs> First Corinthians 2.9 again. Look at it. But as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. Now please pay attention to verse 10. But God will reveal. Huh? God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. He hath. Has it been done or it will be done? It has been done. Where, where is the revelation? In the epistles. In the epistles. Because Jesus said to Peter, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So everything Jesus accomplished in his work, he gave to us. So our knowledge is incomplete if we see Jesus alone. Our knowledge is incomplete if we see Jesus alone. John 17.3 And this is life eternal that they may know thee the only through God. And Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Our knowledge is only complete when we see Jesus and us in him. Our knowledge is only complete when we see Jesus and us in him. Now, John 17, 3. This is life eternal that they might know thee Underline the word know. Know. That they might know thee, the only through God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. The word know there is the word ginosko. Ginosko. That word know in John 17 is the word ginosko. It means to realize. To realize. Ginosko. Ginosko. To realize. Is the way you bring a child into a fact. The word ginosko is used in schools. The word ginosko is used in schools. That is how you come into knowledge. To realize. What is eternal life? Eternal life is a realization. This is life eternal that they may realize. 
that they might know thee, that they may realize thee the only through God that is Jesus Christ whom you have sent. John 14. And somebody was speaking to me so I said, I don't believe that Jesus paid for sin yesterday, today, and forever. I said, yes, you are correct. You are what? Then he looked at me like I'm trying to laugh at him because he knows my position. He said, I don't believe that Jesus died for sin yesterday, today, and forever. I said, yes, you're correct. Then he said, I say, I don't believe that Jesus died for sin yesterday, today, and forever. I said, exactly, you're correct. Is he not correct? He is not saying, I don't believe that the Bible teaches. He say he does not believe. He is not the Bible. He has a right to what he believes. You are correct. It's not everything we argue with people. Let him that is ignorant be ignorant still. It's like somebody comes to me and says, Papa, the Lord spoke to me clearly that I should move to Lagos. What do you say? Me? No. I say nothing. Move to Lagos. Ah. You didn't come to say, Papa, I need advice. I'm thinking of moving to Lagos. Please advise me. Uh-huh. The Lord said, Ah, save John. In fact, move now. <laughs> Move now. <laughs> the guy said, I don't believe that Jesus paid for sin. Yesterday, today, and forever. I said, you're correct. Then he said, but I believe that he paid for my past sin. I said, you're correct. <laughs> uh, you're correct. He was feeling, feeling good, but he was not, he was suspicious. I say, in fact, you are very logical. He paid for past sins. After all, he died 2,000 years ago. <laughs> he died when? 2,000 years ago. Then I asked him, how old are you? He said, I'm 38. I said, very good. Jesus died 2,000 years ago. He didn't die two years ago. So, which means that when he died... Your sin was in the future. If he died 2,000 years ago and you were born over 1,700 years after, it means he died for your future sins. I didn't say any other thing. Then he looked at me and said, you're very smart. <laughs> I said, it's not, it's not a matter of smartness. I said, I'm not smart. That's, that means he died for your future sins. Then I asked him, your children that will be born when you marry, who will die for their sins? He said, yeah. I said, no. It's a question. I didn't say think. I said, answer me. Who will die for their sins? He said, Jesus has already died. I say, okay. 
So the sin you have committed now, who will die for it? He said, uh, I said, okay, we will meet another day. He said, no, please, let's finish it now. <laughs> By one offering. How many offering? One. He has forever perfected them that are sanctified. How many offering? One. John 14, 17. We have seen Ginosko in John chapter 17, verse 3. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth, circle the word knoweth, neither knoweth him, but you know him, circle the word know, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The word you know him is the Greek word eido, eido, e-i-d-o. It means to appreciate and to be aware. The other one is Ginosko. This one is Eido. E-I-D-O. To appreciate and to be aware. Whereas, in that John chapter 14 verse 7, put it up for me. John 14 7. If you had Ginosko me. If you had Ginosko. Underline that word known there in verse 7 and put Ginosko. If you had Ginosko me, you should have Ginosko my father also. Ginosko. If you had come into knowledge, if you had been aware of me, then verse 17, you will appreciate me. The world cannot receive, neither knoweth him. But you know, appreciate him. So let's see how brother Paul will use those two words. Ginosko, Eido, in Romans chapter 6. How brother Paul uses it. Whether it's Eido or Ginosko, they are an already established fact. Your ignorance of it does not invalidate it. Whether it's Eido or Ginosko, they are already an established fact. Your ignorance of it does not invalidate it. Did you get that? Yeah. Your ignorance of it doesn't invalidate it. That's why you will hear Paul say things like Romans chapter 6 verse 3. Romans chapter 6 verse 3. Know ye not. Know you not. Are you not realizing this? Are you not ginoscoing this? Know ye not? That is, whether you know it or not, this is what it is. But I'm surprised. Don't you know? For example, Pastor Isaac, stand up. Know ye not that Isaac is a man? Why are you planning to buy him a blouse for his birthday? I don't know if you understand. It is not the me saying know ye not that made him a man. Whether I know it or not does not invalidate who he is. So whether you know or not, you are who you are. But knowing makes you walk in his reality. 
are we teaching here? So whether you are ignorant or you know does not invalidate who you are. Say again with me, I am what the word says I am. Please don't buy him a blouse. You can sit. Buy him a shirt. I just use that for illustration. Okay. So, it means those folks have been listening to something else. Because look at that Romans 6.3. Put it up. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death and this first person when they said shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul said God forbid. Know ye not are you ignorant of the fact that a born again man has died to sin? Know ye not? Let's look at more of Paul's rhetorics. More of his rhetorics. In verse 16 of Romans chapter 6. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Verse 17 now. Now go back to verse 16. Uh, A legalistic preacher can use that verse 16 and kill many people. Know ye not that to whom you yield your servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. Obedience. If you are not living in obedience, your Christianity is still on the question. Still a question mark. Because you just read one verse. Have I told you that any verse of scripture that you take out of context dies? A scripture only has life within its context. Once you take it out of the context, it dies. The life of a verse is within its context. So now, he says, put it up. Know ye not that, as, that, that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Next verse. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but have obeyed. You have already obeyed. You have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine. I don't like doctrine. <laughs> leave that side. Leave that side. But you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Is it clear? So obedience is once. And that obedience is believing the gospel. The day you believed the gospel was the day you obeyed. Verse 18. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That word, know ye not, in verse 16, is the word Eido, E-I-D-O. Think back. Can't you reflect? Can't you reflect? Romans 7.1 Know ye not, brethren. Know ye not, brethren. Can't you think? Can't you realize? First Corinthians 3.16 Know ye not that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwell in you? Can 
Can't you reflect? Can't you appreciate that you are the temple of God? That's your reality. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 2 Do you not know? Don't you appreciate? Don't you reflect that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Next verse. Know ye not that we shall judge angels, women that call their husbands my angel. <laughs> Uh, and wives that call their husbands my angel. Know ye not <laughs> that we shall judge the angels. You are my angel. You know that. You know that you are my angel. Eh? One R. Kelly. You know them. You are my angel. You know that song. You know that song. Uh. You are my angel. My angel. Know ye not. <laughs> I'm sure some people's angel name would disappear from this land. <laughs> Teaching good tonight. Know ye not that we shall judge the angels. Verse 9, First Corinthians, those are Paul's rhetorics. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, adulterers, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves with mankind. Know ye not. Know ye not. Verse 15. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Verse 19. Paul's rhetorics. 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? That means they were not reflecting. The same way a believer right now will say I am what the word says I am. But when the chips are down, he says, I know I am an introvert. I am a sanguine. Know ye not that you are a new creation and such things don't appear in the list of new creations. His confession was not in tandem with his identity. That's why a believer goes for deliverance. See a born again believer on the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to fear there. 35. Come on. Ah, ah. Hula baba. Hula baba. Hula baba. They are doing him deliverance and he is speaking in tongues at the same time. Are you understanding what we're talking about here? <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, no, 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 no. Have I told you the story? I was preaching in Dallas last year. Dallas, Texas. After teaching on the fact that a believer cannot be demon-possessed, I took 
time and I did brutal justice to it. By the time I finished, even those that have gone for deliverance once in their Christian life were feeling pity for themselves. And that, that, that one of the deliverance experts in that part of America was sitting in front. He didn't know what to do with me because I've destroyed his entire market. He did it sound like this. And you know me, after preaching, I answer questions when, I'm, when I travel. I say, yes. He said, Dr. Damina, you do not understand. There is what we call incubus and succubus. <laughs> incubus <laughs> and succubus. He said, I have even met women of God, great men of God, that when I did them deliverance, they manifested all manner of things. It's incubus and succubus. I said, give me a verse of scripture. Just one verse. If you like, bring it from Leviticus. He couldn't bring any verse. He couldn't bring any. So I flushed it out with scriptures. He sat down and went home with his incubus. Say, anytime you cannot find a husband to marry, you are having incubus. Or you are 55, no woman has said yes to you. You have succubus. <laughs> so, brother, succubus and sister incubus, I hope they meet so that they will build an incubus, succubus home. <laughs> Whom the sun sets free, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption even the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace i thought somebody would shout hallelujah my experiences don't validate scripture scripture validates my experiences in kibbutz and sick you're not reflecting. You're not reflecting. The book of Ephesians 1 18. See the way Brother Paul puts it. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. Whoa, Ephesians 1 18. The eyes, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Are you there? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. What is the hope of his calling? And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance? In where? In where? In the saints. Now look at this. Where you do not reflect, your lack of reflection will come out in your songs. The quality of songs you write the quality of songs you compose, the quality of songs you sing are a byproduct of the quality of your reflection of the scriptures. Something that makes me come into your presence. Something that makes me come in. Something that makes me come into your presence. My helper. Something that makes me You're not reflecting. You're not reflecting. The quality of your reflection 
on your identity will come out in the kind of prayers you pray, the kind of songs you sing, and the kind of things you say. And so that Ephesians 1.18, that you may know is the word A-U-D-O. E-I-D-O. You may appreciate by reflecting on it. How often do you reflect? You are supposed to reflect all the time. All the time. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19. And to know the love of Christ. To Ginosko. To Ginosko the love of Christ. We believers ought to reflect. That's why you can't be all over the place. You can't hear me teach and be looking for other people to be teaching you. You will never know anything. Because the one I teach you alone is enough for you to spend a whole week reflecting on it for it to sink. And by the time it is sinking, another teaching has come. If you are all over the place, you will just become a librarian. A librarian of my messages. You know a librarian. You have all my messages, but none of them is inside you. You're a librarian. You're supposed to take the teachings, sit down, check them yourself, and then personalize them. Put them into you, they become a part of you. That is when you have understood it. Not gathering it and keeping it in the shelf. You're a librarian. The man that keeps the library has never read half of the books in the library. Not even wanted. The books are there, but he himself is empty of the books. And he can be suffering from what one of the books there can cure. I'm teaching good here. Why is Dr. Damina always preaching Christ, 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 Christ? Doesn't he have other knowledge? Every other knowledge I have is useless to you. Because you too can go and get it from the same schools I went to. But this one has to be revealed. And I have been given a mandate by Christ as a pastor to teach the people of God so they can be perfected. And only one syllabus on the shelf, Christ. He is our message. He is our life. He is our everything. Am I talking to somebody here? Ephesians 1.17 That you may know what is the hope of his calling. That God will give unto you the spirit of wisdom that is revelation in the epignosis. In the knowledge of him. That knowledge there is epignosis. In the knowledge of him. Ephesians 4.13 Ephesians 4.13 Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the full knowledge, epignosis. The full knowledge, precise and accurate knowledge of the Son of God. Paul uses the same words in Philippians 1.9 when praying for the church at Philippi. Philippians 1.9, epignosis. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in epignosis and in all discernment. Epignosis refers to our relationship with Christ. 
our relationship with Christ. He uses that word in all his prayers. It's good to sing, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. But you go a step forward. And I want to see me in you. It's not just him I want to see. I want to see me in him. That's what makes it revelation knowledge. Just to see him is not enough. That's not what the spirit is here to do. The spirit shall take that which is mine and shall show it to you. So by the revelation of Jesus, the believer in him is unveiled. That's the gospel we preach. Teaching good. Colossians 1, 9 to 10. Epignosis. Colossians 1, 9 to 10. Epignosis. Colossians 3, 10. 3, 10. Epignosis. 1 Timothy 2, 4. Who will have all men to be saved and to come to the epignosis of the truth. He will have all men to be saved and to come to the epignosis of the truth. 2 Timothy 3, 7. Ever learning and never able to come to the epignosis of the truth. Hebrews 10, 26. Epignosis. 2 Peter 1, 2. Epignosis. 2 Peter 1, 3. Epignosis. Second Peter 2.20. Epignosis. When Paul was saying all this, where did he get the epignosis from? Talk to me, church. Where? Old Testament. The epignosis came from the Old Testament. Because that's where Paul was teaching from. Jesus unveiled Christ from Genesis to Malachi to his disciples. But the spirit of truth now unveils the believer in Christ. You didn't hear what I said. On that, in that Luke 24, Jesus unveiled Christ. Beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Now, but the spirit of truth now unveils the believer in Christ. Somebody shout very loud, I am in him. So the epignosis today is where? In the epistles. In the epistles. <sighs> so we come into it and we reflect on it. We come into it and we reflect on it. Look out at these words that reflect your identity. Look out for them. Every time you read the epistles, look out for words like in Christ, through him, by him, by whom. Look out for those words and circle them and color them in your Bible. They ref reflect on them and say them about yourself many times over every day. Say them about yourself. In whom we have. By whom, through whom. All those are the prepositions that unveils you in Christ. Very important. Kenneth E. Hagin taught that many years ago. He said, when you read the scriptures, look out for those prepositions. Circle them. Write them out. And keep saying them about yourself. 
Keep saying them about yourself. Your words reflect on your mind. Your words reflect on your emotions. Your words reflect on how you feel. What you say about yourself. It doesn't matter what anybody says about you. Once you start saying the right things about yourself, you flush out what anybody has said before now. And David encouraged himself in the law. I will say of the Lord, I will say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He has said that I may boldly say, I boldly say what he has said. He has said I am righteous. I boldly say, he said I am righteous. He said I am holy. He said I am accepted. And I boldly say, I am righteous. I am holy and accept it. You say it until no other voice is talking where you are. You must speak by revelation. So the believer is expected to have the epistles of the Old Testament. So we can call the epistles the explanation of the Old Testament. We can call the epistles the explanation of the Old Testament. Romans 16.25. Stay with me. Stay with me. Are you here? Romans 16.25. Now to him that is of power to establish according to my gospel. And the preaching of Jesus Christ. According to the apocalypse of the mysterion. Revelation of the mystery. Which was kept secret since the world began. So right now. Right now. The mystery is revealed right now. There is no more mystery. The mystery is revealed. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 3. 3, 3 to 5. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. As I wrote afore in few words. Whereby when you read, read, read. Underline that word read, read. You must give yourselves to reading. Whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge. In the mystery of Christ. So you have to read. Anaginosko. To read. Anaginosko. Whereby when you read. Look at the next verse. The next verse. Verse 5. In other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. As it is now. Revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets. How? By the spirit. Colossians 1.25. Colossians 1.25. Whereof I made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Next verse. Even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations but now is made manifest to his saints. The mystery is now made what? Manifest to his saints. To his saints. Next verse. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ where? Christ where? So it's not enough to see Christ. I must see Christ in me, the hope. Next verse. Whom we preach? Question. Who do we preach? Mm -mm. Whom do we preach? Who do we preach? Christ in me. We preach Christ and Christ in me. That's what we preach. The revelation knowledge of the gospel is not just Christ. 
It is Christ and the believer in him. That's the complete gospel. It's not just Christ. Whom we preach, whom do we preach? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Where is Christ now? In you. What do we preach? Christ or Christ in you? And that is how people get matured. That's how to bring people to maturity. To see Christ and see themselves in Christ. Christ now is in the believer. That's why Paul in Galatians was very hard. How many of you know the book of Galatians was Brother Paul's first letter? First letter. That's why that book is a hard book. That book is a hard book. See the way he was rough. He rough handled those people. Oh foolish Galatians. Are you so foolish? Who has bewitched you? Strong words. Very strong brother Paul. I, I marvel that you are so soon removed. From him that called you. Into the grace of Christ. Unto another gospel. Which is not another. For there be some that trouble you. Who will pervert the gospel of Christ. For though we or an angel. Preach any other gospel to you. Than that we have preached. Let him be anathema. As I said before. So also say I now again. <laughs> the guy is brutal. That was his first letter. That was his defense. Back to the church in, in, in Galatia. Strong words. Because if those kind of things are not taught you. Before you know it now. You will start wearing scarves to pray. You will start tying scarf. When we say prayer, I say, wait first, I'm coming. Okay. Foolish Galatians. <laughs> I've been talking about scarf since Sundays. Like one spirit of scarf was trying to come around. We have to pursue it far from our tabernacles. They came to spy on our liberty. We didn't give them one hour. Paul was merciful. Oh, it was one hour. Me, one second. Me, I don't have that kind of mercy. I will not give you one second to urinate around what I have been building for years. <laughs> These are things to acknowledge that the communication of your faith may become what? How? By the acknowledging of. So there are things to acknowledge. There are things to know precisely and there are things to appreciate. Every good thing which is where? In you because you are where? Look at Ephesians 117. 117 to 23. You will like this. Woo! Somebody say, why does Dr. Damina shout? If you know what I know, you will shout more than me. The reason why you are not shouting is because nothing is bubbling inside you. You are not yet born again. When his word enters you, it stands you up on your feet. When you carry the kind of things I carry, and you know the kind of thing I know. In fact, you will tell me you have tried for being gentle. Somebody said like this, you are gentle. Ah, you don't know what I'm talking about. I will have been jumping on your chairs now. Pushing it inside. <laughs> Glory! Is it catching you the way it's catching me? Sometimes don't you feel like just jumping out of your seat 
and dancing without music. Woo! You have no idea. If you understand the way knowledge intoxicates the reality of who you are, when those realities jam inside your head, your body cannot but reflect what is going on inside. Shato labaya. Iyanangala. Ephesians 1.17 Put it up. Glory. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation where in the knowledge of him. Next verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance were in the saints. 19. Then what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us? What do we believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Next verse. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Next verse. And had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Next verse. Which is his body? The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Chapter 2 verse 1. 2 verse 1. 2. And you had he quickened who were dead. He gave him to be the head over all things. And you. He gave him to be the head over all things. And you. Can you see the full gospel? Him and you. The full gospel. And you have it quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So the fullness of his work is in you. That's epignosis. The fullness of his work is in you. That's epignosis. Epignosis is the fullness of his work which is in the believer. Look at that same Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 and 5. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. Next verse, next verse. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together. In where? Heavenly place. Where? In Christ Jesus. So the full gospel is always Jesus and the believer where? In him. That's the gospel. That's what we preach. That's revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge with epignosis. Look at verse 8. You will love this. Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 10. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Pay attention to the tenth verse. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath had, 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 which God hath had, which God hath had, before ordained that we should walk in them good works. We should walk in them. Somebody say, I am the workmanship of God. So the works cannot be produced by you. 
You are not the one producing the works. The works has already been produced in you and for you. God has already produced the work in you and he has produced the work for you. There is a key word there and I'm going to work on that before we close. Is the word walk. Walk. Now we shall walk. Let's treat the word walk. As you walk in. As you walk in. Pastor Isaac, come let's do something. Please stand there. By the short stool. Okay. I am walking towards towards him. Is different from I am walking in him. Believers are not called to walk towards Christ. Believers are called to walk in Christ. So that's why it's not imitation. It's identification. Am I teaching here? We are not trying to be like Jesus. Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. Mm -mm. Get born again. As he is. It's a finished walk. So that's why brother Paul used the walk. Walk in. Not walk to. Walk in. Okay? Please sit down. Walk in, not walk to. Not walking towards. That's why Paul didn't give instructions to husband and wives. There are no instructions. <laughs> Pastor Priest, that thing is no instruction. Ephesians chapter 5. Husband, love your wives. It's not instructions. Wife, love your husband. Or submit to your husband. Those are not instructions. Before Paul gave chapter 5, he first of all showed them who they are in Christ. He first of all showed them who they are in Christ. What they have in Christ. What Christ can do through them. In chapter 1, 2, 3. He showed them all their capacity, ability, and potential identity in Christ. So the husband now is not trying to love his wife. Loving his wife is an expression of who he already is. The wife is not trying to submit to her husband. No, submitting to her husband is giving expression to who she is. It's not, ex it's not instructions. It's expressions. It's not instructions. Here some women say, I find it difficult to submit to a man. What you are saying is, I find it difficult to accept my identity. You hear a man say, I don't know how to love my wife. She is very difficult to love. What you are saying is, I don't know how to accept my reality in Christ. You are not loving your wife because of your wife. You are loving your wife because that's who you are. You are not submitting to your husband because of your husband. You're submitting to your husband because that's who you are. And same thing, a husband is not submitting to his wife because he's a woman rapper. It's because that's who he is. Submitting to one another. 
Say, no, I will not allow any man to oppress me. I cannot, I cannot. Women liberation. <laughs> Who bound them before? They were never bound. Yeah, women were never bound. Except you marry the man whose head is in his leg. You didn't hear that. If you marry the man whose leg head is in his head, leg, that's when you'll be bound. If you marry a man that is in Christ, there's no bondage. We are called to liberty. The man and the woman are in the liberty of the spirit. And both of us are walking in the spirit. And we give expression to our identity in Christ. Am I teaching good here? Yes. We are not trying to do something. We are just accepting who we are. I'm teaching good. I'm teaching good. If you're hearing me, say, I hear you. First of all, he tells them who they are. You're giving expression. So Paul and his work. Notice Paul didn't say, be. Be this. He said, walk in. No imitation. Don't try to be. Walk in who you are. Paul didn't teach anything on being. He only taught on walking. Because you already are. Romans 6.14 I mean 6.4 Romans 6.4 Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism. That's who we are. Into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the Father, I mean from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in. Walk in. Not walk for, not walk towards. Walk in this reality. Give this reality an expression. You know, look at the way Brother Paul talked to thieves. There were thieves in the church at Ephesus, Pastor Prince. Hmm. The church at Ephesus, they were thieves who stole cell phone and iPad. By the way, the person who stole that iPad has returned it. He has returned it. So he will not steal in public. Mercy has gone to him. The TV audience don't know what I'm talking. It's, it's, in, it's house matter. He has returned it. Don't we thank God for him? It means the message is entering. Message is entering. I bless you. And I decree that you continue to grow. Instead of one iPad, you will produce iPads. In Jesus name. There were thieves in the church at Ephesus. <laughs> there were thieves in that church. There were thieves. And his brother Paul's church. He was a senior pastor of that church. And they were thieves. He said, that's why I wrote them and said, let him not stole. Steal no more. <laughs> they were thieves in that church. Let him not stole. Steal no more. But rather, let him walk with his hand that which is good that he may have. If there were no thieves, there would be no instruction like that to that particular church. He was aware now. He was their pastor. They have brought many cases of stolen phones, stolen handbag. Stolen iPads to him. He said, Kai, these people. Let him down stole. <laughs> Praise God. 
Why not, why not laughing? Have you stolen somebody's thing before? <laughs> bring it back. Oh. <laughs> if you took somebody's thing, bring it back. <laughs> Don't tell your husband, you are just another man. All of you men are the same. Uh-uh. If you talk like that, you will push him to walk in that direction. Tell your husband you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. I know that you are better than these. You are his holiness. When a woman talks to a man like that, everything comes alive. You are his holiness. Somebody asks you, how is your wife? Blessed in Christ. Blessed in Christ. Don't be saying she's fine. How are you? I'm fine. Leave that fine. It's not Bible language. Are you in the building? Yes. How is your family? Totally complete in him. People call me on phone. Dr. Damina, how are you today? Enjoying Christ. They start laughing. But that's what I'm doing. I'm enjoying Christ. I'm not enduring Christ too. Can you see endurance in any part of my body? I'm enjoying. I'm fully enjoying. I'm not pretending. I'm chopping life with 55 fingers. 55 fingers. We need to renew our minds. God has faith in us. He calls us what he made us. Irrespective of our behavior. Even when you're acting funny, he calls you righteous. You're acting funny, he calls you holy. You're acting funny, he calls you perfected. You're acting funny, he calls you sanctified. You're acting funny, he calls you my son. You're washed. You're washed. Do you remember? You're washed. Somebody say, what is washed? Come, go and listen to tomorrow, yesterday's message. (laughs) It's a language (laughs) from outer space. He calls us what he made us. He doesn't call us what we do. You know you walk in love. We have the nature of God in this family. As he is, so are we. Romans 6.4 The Greek word there is peripatio. Peripatio. Romans 6.4 Therefore, we are buried with him about to to death, that like as Christ we was raised from death, even so we also should walk in the newness of love. Peripatio. P-E-R-I-P-A-T-E-O. Peripatio. Romans 8, 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Romans 13, 12. Romans 13, 12. The night is fast spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Next verse. Let us walk honestly as in the day. Not in rioting and drunkenness. Not in chambering and wantonness. Not in strife and envy. In 14. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make not provision for the flesh. To fulfill his desire. Put on that nature. You can read 1 Corinthians 7, 17 at home. 1 Corinthians 10, 3. Galatians 5, 16. So every time you see the word walk, 
It means express. To walk is an outward expression of what is already in. To walk is an outside expression of what is already in. Why will he say walk in the spirit in chapter 5? Because in chapter 3 verse 2 he says, Having begun in the spirit. So since you have begun in the spirit, what do you do? You continue walking in the spirit. That's why in chapter 5 he says, Continue the walk. In chapter 3 verse 2 he says, Having begun in the spirit, are you now perfected in the flesh? In Galatians 4, 4 to 6, he said, you have received the spirit of his son. So walk in it. Walk in it. Walk in it. Ephesians 2, 10. Ephesians 4, 1. All walk, walk, walk. Ephesians 2, 2. You once walked. You were like that before. Ephesians 4, 17. You once walked as Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. But now, you have a different world. You have a different nature. And you have a different culture in Christ. Give it expression. Give it expression. Somebody still in the building, shout yes. Give it expression. Philippians 3, 17 and 18. Brother Paul used the word walk. 3, 17 and 18. Philippians. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. 18. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. He didn't say be. He said walk. If he says be, he has contradicted everything. You can't be what you already are. You can't be what you already are. You already are. So, walk. First Thessalonians 2.12 First Thessalonians 4.1 Look at Colossians 2.6 I like that one. Colossians 2.6 As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk in him. Wall. My behavior does not determine my identity. My identity determines my behavior. My behavior does not determine my identity. My identity determines my behavior. I am not surprised that I forgive easily. I'm only surprised when I fail to forgive. I am not surprised that I forgive easily. I am only surprised when I fail to forgive. I am not surprised that I tell the truth easily. I am only surprised when I fail to tell the truth. My behavior does not determine my identity. My identity determines my behavior. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians 6.16 6.16 And what agreement are the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God as he had said. As he had said. Where did he say it? In Exodus 29.45 
as he had said. Where did he say it? In Exodus. Don't go to Exodus. Please stay, 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 stay. As he has said, stay in Second Corinthians 6.16. As he has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. M peripetuo. That's a Greek word. Greek word. E-M. M peripetuo. The work. It means God is walking among us. God is walking among us. It means God has become our environment. God has become our environment. It means God has become our atmosphere in the spirit. God has become our atmosphere in the spirit. God is all over us. So really, when we walk in the spirit... It is the work of God in the earth. When we walk in the spirit, it is the work of God in the earth. Remember, the son gives expression to the father. The son gives expression to the father. The last word I'm going to show you as I close. Are you blessed? Uh, this is the last teaching on In Christ Reality Season 2 until we get to Season 3. Tabalata. The next last word here is Stochio in the Greek. S-T-O-I-C-H-E-O Stochio. S-T-O-I-C-H-E-O Acts 20-24 Pay attention because I'm closing. Acts 20-24 but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course. Underline the word course. That word course is the Greek word stochio. That I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. The gospel of the grace of God. A cause. A cause is a pattern that has been given to me. A pattern that has been given to me. The word cause. That I may finish my cause. Stochio. That I may finish a pattern that has been given to me. It's a single word. You will see that word applied in Romans 4.12 for Abraham. Romans 4.12 And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walks in the steps of that faith. Walk in the steps. The cause. The steps. Singular word. Abraham believed God just once. So a step is a principle. A step is a principle. A rule. A cause. In Galatians 5.25, you will see the way Brother Paul puts it here. If we live in the spirit, the original is, since we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So what will be that cause? Huh? What will be the spirit? What will be the cause? The spirit. The cause will be the spirit. Just like Abraham, his cause was faith. Let us walk in the spirit or a step in the spirit. Look at Galatians 6, 15 and 16. For in Christ Jesus, glory, 
Neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Next verse. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them, and mercy and upon the Israel of God. This rule. The rule is the new creature in Christ. The rule is a rule of life. The only life I have that I am pursuing is the new creature. That's the only life. I don't have any other life. I'm not a sanguine. I'm not a melancholy. I am not trying. No, I am a new creature. That's the only cause I have and that's the only rule I am minding. Same word Brother Paul used in Philippians 3.16. Philippians 3.16. Nevertheless, whereto we had have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Same rule, same thing. We have a course we follow. We have a life we live is in Christ Jesus. The life we live is in Christ Jesus. So brother Paul will say in Philippians 2.12, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God that worketh in us. Somebody shout, God is at work in me. Don't say I'm dealing with a bad habit. Mm -mm. God is at work in me. Every time you make a mistake, every time you struggle with a habit that you don't like, when the devil is trying to tell you nonsense, shout at the top of your voice, God is at work in me. I am God's work in progress. I am God's work in progress. God is working in me. I have the victory. I have the victory. I have the victory. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh where. So there is a working of God in us. I may struggle, I may stumble, but God is working in me. I may be imperfect in some areas, but I am still God's work in progress. I thought somebody would shout hallelujah. Hey, we don't struggle, we walk. We don't struggle, we walk. We walk the walk. We walk the walk. When you struggle with a particular sin, brother Paul will say, what? Know ye not, you are not reflecting enough. Reflect, 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 reflect. I close with 2 Corinthians 2.14. 2 Corinthians 2.14. My thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us. The savor of God's knowledge is made manifest by us. Where? In every place. Name or name. Anywhere we enter, what do we release? The perfume of God's knowledge. When the ignoramuses are talking, we enter there with our perfume. Shh, shh, shh. When the ignoramuses are saying, God kill it and take it away. No! God does not kill. God is life. In him was life and the life was the light of him. What did you just do? You release the perfume of his knowledge. We go around spraying the fragrance of his knowledge. Put it up. Put up that scripture for me. The savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Look at verse 15. Woo! Ah. For we are unto God 
a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that are perished. Every which way, whether they are unbelievers or believers, we are a sweet savor of Christ. We are a sweet savor. He makes manifest his savor. He makes manifest of his knowledge by us. God is made manifest in the church. We are his triumphant procession. We are the trophies of his resurrection. You didn't hear that. We are the trophies of his resurrection. You know what brother James says about this? He says, be doers of the word. Be doers of the word and not hear us only. Deceiving your own selves. Paralagizomai. Acting beside yourself. Pretending to be who you are not. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. He not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man. Tala. This man. Where is this man? 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 And with meekness, receive the engrafted word. The word engrafted means something planted inside. Something planted inside. Which is able to save your souls. Stop acting beside yourself. Function exactly the way you are. The cause, one rule, walk in the spirit. The new creation. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision availeth anything but the new creation. Where's the new creation? Hallelujah. Stand on your feet tonight, man. Good food, right? Tatala tabala tekekes. Membro nangle de bohota. Leboro kotute kelia. Membra nangle de bosho koloto. Dadala da bobobo. Lay hands on somebody's shoulder, but you're just praying the spirit. Just minister to the person. Minister to the person. Just lay hands on the person and, and begin to minister to the person. Just minister to that person by you. Libaloto boluta la manahat. Membro nangolo de boro kotubele de bida da dana nanana. Mendolo do bobo jakele de baba barakatan. Neto la da baba, babare de bebe, momomolo no magelene manoko, roto sekelida, babara katele, gelina manaka tole gelibara, reto balo dobo rukatale neme gelina manaka la dobo rokoto lekele de baba barada babobo roto sekelia, ele baroto no megalina mana kotolida babarate bele de banondo lodo bura nama leketila nama nakatala na egele banoro topo sukala da baba barate bele de belima nakato nekeli namana dega ege bayo tolo duba rakato le debe bebere ketele ne mama mananga la nama kotola ege barata barika le barakatola na mama marakatala na mamara jabara na manga jabara na manga ege balodobo rokoto nekeli na mama manane gelene ege bale nema 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 
nema ege bale 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 nema leave that person move to another person leave that person move to another person minister to another person minister to them lay hands on somebody pray in the spirit over that person Pray in the spirit over that person. Pray for one another. Revelation knowledge like never before. The word of God finding expression. The word of Christ finding expression through us. The savor of his grace manifesting through us. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for your neighbor. Pray for your neighbor. No mene malanda, egelere bara, egelere baba barada baba bayana. Glory mantambola nengalana. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Lift your hands, your two hands, and pray in the spirit and give thanks. Pray in the spirit and give thanks, making manifest the savor of his knowledge in every place. Give thanks, making manifest the savor of his grace, the savor of his knowledge in every place. Making manifest the savor of his knowledge in every place. Thanks be to God, which always caused us to triumph. Nay, praise you, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, we rejoice that tonight your word has a hold on us forever. So I decree that revelation knowledge grows big on your inside until nothing else matters. Christ revealed in you, and you revealed in him. Veils fall off, clarity comes, and you function efficiently in the spirit. In the name of Jesus. Great grace is upon you. Great grace is upon you. Every need of yours is met supernaturally right now. Every need of yours is met supernaturally right now. Right now. Right now. God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always have in all sufficiency in all things you are bound unto every good work I decree tonight you are bound unto every good work thank you father we give you praise for answered prayer in Jesus precious name and every believer says that amen on a note of finality can we celebrate revelation in the building glory glory Celebrate, 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 celebrate. Woo! Glory! Amen! Woo! Have you been blessed with this series? Have you learned a lot of things? There's much more coming. We just keep learning and growing every day. 
Amen. Let's get our offerings and give with joy tonight. Those of you watching online, grab your own offerings. Those of you in our campuses, grab your own offerings on television. The banking details are on the screen. Let's give honorably and responsibly and respectfully to this cause and to this assignment so we can get the word out where people need it. Father, we give in faith tonight and we rejoice for the privilege to honor your word tonight with our givings. Thank you for great things you are doing among us, in us, through us. And we thank you that the word is coming very freely on this pulpit. The word of God is glorified even as it is with us. And we give you praise tonight. Thank you for your word. And thank you for the spirit of God bringing clarity to our minds. And we give you praise. In Jesus precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Can I hear better amen? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we love you guys. It's been a time of having all of you here, man. We've enjoyed fellowshipping with all of you because we're in the spirit, joying and beholding your order. It's been a wonderful time. And tonight, we round up this series. We're beginning another one immediately. We keep learning and learning and learning. And I want to encourage you to get more people to hook up on Sunday morning as we bring the word first service, 8 a.m. GMT plus one, second service, 11 a.m. GMT plus one. We're just excited to have all of you here tonight. Our campuses, we live in the able hands of our coordinators. Help us spread the news to the people in Ghana about the TV channel in Ghana, channel 38, frequency 610000. The word is growing every day. We love you guys. Thank you again for being a part of our service. Enjoy the rest of your day and be blessed. Let's celebrate viewers around the world. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah.